Hello, and welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings toward our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Man, there was a bear bear, all black and brown and covered in hair. everybody, I'm Chicky, and um, I'm moderating today. Um, we're going to be covering Tyrion's eighth chapter of A Storm of Swords, also known as uh, the meaty part of the Purple Wedding. And I have joining me today, uh, Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. You can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Devin. Hi, I'm Devin. You can find me at GD Harpo on Twitter and Tumblr. And Rachel. And uh, let's just let you guys find it out for which one of you talks first. Okay, Dibs. <laughs> Dibs will be Rachel, and you can be other Rachel. <laughs> and where can I find you, Rachel? First Rachel. First Rachel. Hi. Um, I am on Rope Dart Raptor on Tumblr.com, or <laughs> I can't believe I just said .com. Everyone knows. Uh, or Cranky Stelfos on Reddit. Perfect. And um, other Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Argustar. You can find me at Argustar at Tumblr.com or at Rose of the Tyrells at DreamWith.org. Okay, so uh, as you heard, we have a multi-Rachel situation, so we're definitely going to call Argustar Argustar probably to get us through this podcast. Um, (laughs) As usual, we have to do our um, standard trigger warning for rape. um, And of course, we're going to spoil everything, books and show and everything like that. Um, okay, so let's just jump right into this hot mess of a wedding. Um, we're following on, it's funny how these chapters get going kind of like rat-a-tat-tat in A Storm of Swords as we get to this point of the story. So we're following Sansa's chapter where, um, they basically covered the wedding breakfast. And, uh, with Tyrion, we jump straight into the, um, amazing wedding ceremony of Joffrey and Marjorie Tyrell. And um, as he's watching the ceremony, Tyrion's kind of contemplating what he figured out at the wedding breakfast, which is that uh, Joffrey's the one who <laughs> sent an assassin to kill Bran. Um, what, well, everybody knows what I think about this this plot point. What do you guys think about that? I hate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and George spends like a page and a half of Tyrion thinking about it. And I'm like, we get it. You want us to really believe this is what happened, but fuck out of here, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't I like of, it. I I don't either. I kind of just accept that that is the choice that was made, and then I move on. And I feel like that's kind of what George wants us all to do, and I'm happy to play ball on that one. Yeah, it didn't make a tremendous amount of sense to me either. But you know, fine, George, whatever. Yeah. So it was the logic it supposed to be coincidentally Joffrey just did an asshole and decided to kill Bran like just to be a dick. <laughs> Uh, isn't it supposed to be to, like to impress Robert or something, oh, and also geez. just because he's yeah, because he heard Robert oh, say better if he was Robert. dead. Oh, It'd be a mercy. Yeah, it's really lame, yo. And like, it's so funny because you can tell George knows he's completely out of time to wedge this in because he's about to kill Joffrey, so he's literally <laughs> cramming it in at the last moment. <laughs> oh man. So we watch the ceremony go down, and um, Tyrion's in a mood already. 
for this chapter. I'll just put it that way. Um, when when the ceremony's over, Tyrion and Sansa um, ride back to the keep to get ready for the. Um, I suppose we'd call it a wedding reception, and in the U.S. in modern times, which is basically the feast, the wedding feast. Um, and he's really contemplative about his relationship with Sansa and how she's treating him. Um, I don't know. I suppose these are just kind of reactions to how Sansa's been feeling throughout the morning since she's, you know, feeling like she may be escaping soon. I don't know. What, what do, you, do you guys have a read on this? Why Tyrion's thinking so I much about her? I thought it was her? kind of funny because just last week on the podcast we were complaining about how, why doesn't Tyrion just take her to Casterly Rock? And he actually mentioned taking her, <laughs> wanting to take her to Casterly Rock. <laughs> but yeah. So like I mean, when, he, when he thinks that, like, that he should take her to Casterly Rock, he th- well, he says it. Then he thinks to himself to get away from Joffrey and my sister. And I'm like, that's the part you should have said out loud Yeah. to get away yeah. from, if you want her to yeah. feel some type of gratitude or something towards you. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. I feel like he wants her to read his mind. He's yeah, that is, that's what it yeah. seems like. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I mean, like I agree, but you know what would happen if he did from Sansa's point of view, she'd just like start worrying that it was a trick. You know, like you yeah. would think that he's trying to bait her into speaking poorly of the queen or something. Mm, yeah. yeah. And again, she is thinking about um, getting the fuck out of here very soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny how, you know, George is handling this because he definitely has things that he wants to do with both of those characters. And so they they can't confide in one another. They can't trust one another or, you know, hatch any schemes between them or it would kind of break what he's already planning to do. Yeah. <laughs> like basically yeah, because they're both, plot. They're both they kind can. of holding the idiot ball there. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. I mean, like, I think, I think considering given what they don't know of each other, it makes sense that they wouldn't trust each other in this instance. Like we know that they could trust each other in this particular circumstance, but I think it makes sense that they wouldn't know that, you know? I, yeah, I think I, I kind of feel like what George is doing with Tyrion is having him be at the beginning of realizing, you know, number one, Sansa's probably a lot smarter than he thought she was um, before they were married. And that, two, you know, he he probably could trust her. I think I think George realizes that there's an issue here and that, you know, he has a very limited timeline, which, of course, is convenient since he's about to break them apart. But. Um, yeah, I, I get the feeling that it, it's kind of like, oh, Tyrion's too smart not to realize that maybe they could put their heads together and come up with a better plan. So he kind of is like hinting like Tyrion would have done that, if only. Mm-hmm. So they go get ready for this feast in their chambers. Um, and then they they go down to the feast. And it's kind of interesting how they make the rounds, kind of socially walking around, saying hello to everybody. Um, and again, Tyrion's really admiring how Sansa handles this. And he's like thinking that, you know, she would have been a good queen. Um, <laughs> and then, um, of course, we have the moment of moments when Olena comes over and um, straightens Sansa's hair out and then invites her to Highgarden. And of course, we all kind of surmise that she's taking a poison jewel out of Sansa's hairnet. Yeah, it was think. really elaborate. It was like she tugged and she pulled. She like it was like he was going on and time. on. <laughs> like is this not? This seems too obvious. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this were a play, she'd be like winking at the audience as she was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> She's really working hard. That's what it sounded like to get that thing off. It wasn't coming off easily. Oh, 
so then uh, Sansa and Tyrion end up seated next to Garland Tyrell and his wife, um, Leonette. How do we say this? Lynette? I would have said just Lynette, but it must be Leonette Fossaway. Um, they seem like kind of a fun couple. They seem nice. He seemed he was nice to Tyrion. Yeah. One one last nice moment. So anyway, <laughs> Joffrey and Marjorie um get to the throne room. That I thought this was so extra that they came riding in on horses, like they both did. They yeah, like, in, <laughs> in, in in my mental movie gosh, I wish they'd made a TV show out of this. Uh in my mental movie <laughs> I have I have Joffrey like storming in, like trying to take all of the spotlight and just making a huge deal of it, and Marjorie kind of like bringing up the rear a little bit, like you know, rolling her eyes, and it's just a whole big dramatic moment, only because Joffrey's making it much more dramatic than it needs to be. Uh, yeah, too bad Joffrey's they didn't make that the TV show. Yeah, Joffrey's the one who's like, I'm, I want this. I want to ride in on a horse. Oh, God, I'm sure the horses I'm are happy. <laughs> all I can think about is that Old Spice commercial where it's like the guy who's giving you all these presents and all of a sudden he's like, I want a horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. So then our 77 course dinner begins and... um. We, we actually do get to hear a lot about the food, um, not surprisingly. Um, and uh, one important thing to note is that Joffrey has this, like, massive wine chalice. It's <laughs> kind of comical sounding. I am um, compensating for something. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my big chalice and my big sword. <laughs> um, if I can... Uh pipe up that uh, I kind of I mean the massive descriptions of various feasts are are very rightly criticized but in this particular chapter I think the the laborious food descriptions kind of work for it you know like I was definitely feeling that like oh god that interminable length of being stuck in a ceremony that you don't care about you know Yeah. like I I was feeling it and it was appropriate for this chapter Um, and kind of sets up like how out of nowhere Joffrey's death is at the end of it because it feels like it's just going to be like reading this chapter in isolation like this that I did that it feels like it's just going to be another chapter of you know talking about food and then Joffrey like just drops dead and it's like what Whoa! <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. It, it there is a there is a sense of lulling with it, and you know, like just yeah, how long it takes, and I mean, you think about how long it would take to get through seventy seven separate courses. I mean, how like, yeah. fit that I, much I thought this chapter was much longer. Yeah, it. Well, I think when it I started is reading, I was chapter. like, I thought this was much longer. Like, I thought for some reason I was thinking he went through most of the seventy seven. <laughs> like in my mind, that's how I remembered it, and I was like, I do not want to read all about those meals. Yeah, especially here's the funny thing though about George's descriptions of food. I never find them that appetizing. No, <laughs> they never no, sound that great. Weird stuff. No, yeah, I I think I'd mind less if they sounded better. Oh God, you know what I want? I want George R. R. Martin's take on those really long-winded 
online recipe blogs where they go off on everything but the recipe. You know? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, my about? God. Maybe that's where they got this idea from, is from George. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to take 6,000 words gonna... and describe a five-ingredient you know, recipe. <laughs> so, we... <laughs> so we see Tyrion, and um, he's, again, having more contemplation about his kind of relationship with Sansa. He's like seems really jealous of some of the happy couples around the room. Um, and he definitely notices that Sansa's kind of uh, distracted and subdued. Um, and then uh, we get to the portion of the ceremony where um, Joffrey very happily calls in um, the jousting entertainment. We've sat through several singers at this point, and um, we get to the jousting. Um, and, of course, we know that this is um, Penny and, well, Oppo, her brother, um, who are doing the jousting, but of course, um, Tyrion understands that he's being humiliated. And then Joffrey, when it's over, decides to very publicly make a point of humiliating Tyrion and tell him that he needs to go joust. And then Tyrion smarts off to Joffrey and really pisses him off. Um, this is one of those things why I, I kind of get why the show did what they did, but I feel like this scene is so good. I've often wondered why the show didn't do it straight. What did the show do? I don't even remember. Well, that's a great question. As I recall, they they had they kind of replayed the War of the Five Kings. The Five Kings, yeah, they just did oh. like a whole thing, and oh. it took bits and pieces of, I guess, what they thought were the funny parts of this. But yeah, they just should have done it straight. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So anyway, this ends with, of course, um, Tyrion makes a joke at Joffrey's expense because Joffrey's like, oh, why don't you get on the pig and ride it? And, you know, you can joust next. And Tyrion's like, well, only if you get on the dog and ride it because then I could beat you or whatever. And, of course, the whole hall, like, laughs at Joffrey. loose. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's so funny because it's like, this has been building all day. I mean, like, we're kind of reading this chapter in isolation, but, you know, Joffrey and Tyrion have already had their moment at the wedding breakfast before this. So it's just like, God, Tyrion, just like, you know, sidestep this one. Just take it and don't <laughs> go at him head on. He's been drinking um, too much. He can't help it. He has been drinking a lot. I was, was trying Joffrey. to keep up with his wine count and I could not. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Um, so anyway, this all ends with, um, Joffrey basically like sloshing his way over to where Tyrion and Sansa are and dumping this giant, um, chalice uh, full of wine all over Tyrion's head and clothes and everything. And then he basically makes Tyrion be his cupbearer. And so Tyrion has to like refill the chalice. Dun, dun, dun. They should have done the giant chalice on the show, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> big ass chalice. We missed out. Oh. It'd be a great merchandising the- opportunity. <laughs> oh, God. That is a missed opportunity, actually. I'd buy uh, a giant Joffrey chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Probably would have featured at a lot of weddings. Can, you, can I just separately say how weird it is in real life to hear about how many people still have Game of Thrones themed weddings? What? you do that that's such a bad idea I've people never actually that do that yeah I just like a couple wow. weeks ago heard about someone that I don't really vaguely shirt tail know that did it 
And I was like, are you out of your mind? <laughs> that is. <laughs> How can you be enough of a fan to have a Game of Thrones themed wedding, but then clearly not have ever actually watched the show? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So anyway, Tyrion, or Joffrey gets distracted by the pigeon pie, <laughs> which is one thing that the show did do. Um, and uh, during this time, Sansa notices that um, Illyn Payne no longer has ice because Joffrey and Marjorie borrow oh, yeah. Illyn Payne's sword to cut open the pie. And that was, it's so surprising because, you know, Tyrion had been remarking on how Sansa was so kind of out of it and distracted the whole time. And she just kind of like comes to life when she notices that ice is gone. Yeah. Yeah. So do we get that she's put two and two together that they've reforged it because she sees the other she notices I Joffrey's I don't know I don't know I don't know if she's figured that out um, I don't think it was in this I don't think it's made clear in this chapter I don't remember a moment of like oh yeah and and Tyrion sees her lay eyes on Widow's Whale or something yeah. like that like there wasn't that kind she of just moment. notices that he doesn't have it mm-hmm. yeah 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 um, so anyway then Tyrion tries to leave with Sansa and um of course, Joffrey won't let him go and tells him he has to stay the cupbearer and <laughs> that he needs to bring Joffrey his wine, which he does. And Joffrey takes a drink and so chokes. When is she supposed to have? So Elena's supposed to put the thing in there, right? When is well, she here's supposed- the, deal. <laughs> the deal. That's so funny. I wonder the, the deal. Okay, so here's the deal. Joffrey and Marjorie were at the head of the table, and Tyrion and Sansa get seated off to the side with Garland and um, Lyonette. And so when, after the humiliating thing happens, uh, what I understood to be happening in the book, because I figured that this would come up, is that Joffrey marches over to where Tyrion and Sansa are, and then he sets the chalice down um, on the table, kind of where... Tyrion and Sansa are, this is after he's made Tyrion serve him and Tyrion's already soaked in wine. Um, Joffrey sets the chalice down on the table and then goes over to cut the pie. And then he comes back to where Tyrion and Sansa are seated to take this last drink. So, so I mean, like, basically, it's set down right in front of Garland. And yeah, Olena yeah, Garland. is there, too. Oh. Olena and Marjorie are both there, too, because Marjorie okay. follows Joffrey over trying to stop him. Okay. From um, hmm. you know, continuing the fight with Tyrion, and Olena is there talking to him too. So um, it is in the wine and not in the um pie. Yeah, because he he does take a huge piece of of um, Tyrion's pie, but I think Tyrion ate the pie. Yeah, because doesn't somebody doesn't Olena she have the wine cup at one point in the show, or is that my imagination? Or I, I don't remember what the yeah. show did. Because I seem to remember Actually, indicating that it was more the wine than the pie with the yeah we'll see Tyrion takes a bite of his pie and then Joffrey comes over and takes several like handful bites of the same of the same pie okay so it can't be that yeah Yeah. okay Um, and then he takes a drink because he's literally crammed to and he's like kill he keeps and that's the thing he's like thinks he's choking and he eats more they're like yeah he's coughing he eats more like what the who does that (laughs) (laughs) An idiot. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna shove more down my cake hole. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> another point in the in it being the wine, um, just in terms of like scene 
I don't know, craft, I guess, is the word that, um, it's, because Tyrion goes and pours out the last, like, inch of wine or whatever in the cup, so, like, scene-wise, George is, like, pointing to the wine, like, that's the thing that has a final note of attention drawn to it, just, like, Oh, yeah. It's yeah. kind of like, oh, if you wanted to think he was guilty, then he would have done that kind of thing. Like, oh, or, or anybody in the crowd yeah. watching. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, you know, for all the, the scheming that clearly Elena and, I mean, I've always been fairly convinced that Garland was probably in on it, Um, have done possibly Marjorie. We don't really know. Like, could they have planned it any more perfectly? I mean, they couldn't control what Joffrey was going to do, but yeah. here he just like perfectly goes and makes Tyrion his cupbearer. I mean, like Joffrey perfectly frames Tyrion for his murder. <laughs> and the humiliation and the, oh yeah, pointing at him and everything. Yeah. How could you? Mm. So are there theories like what's the, do people argue that the Tyrells, specifically sought to frame someone or were they aiming to make it look like he did just choke on something? Cause that's what like the cries that went up in the room immediately were, Oh, he's, he's choking. Like he's it could have looked yeah. like a genuine accident. Nobody thought it was and, poison until Cersei said it. Yeah. So like, is it, I think personally, I think the Tyrells wanted to make it look like it was choking, but when, you know, the frame went so perfectly on Tyrion, they were like, you know, just went with it. It. let's go with it. We'll ride yeah. with that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I kind of think the first plan was probably just choking, but I mean, they were clever enough to make sure that this hairnet was in Sansa's hair. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they definitely had a second round of, you know, patsies to take the fall for it. Oh, yeah, um, because, I mean, she was it the mother... Um, it was Marjorie's because she kept saying, "Oh, it was choking." Everyone saw it was choking. They kept repeating it over and over again. You know, like yeah, really trying to convince. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I wonder if she was in on it. I've never even yeah. heard. I don't know if I've ever heard a theory that what's her name, Lady Allery. Yeah, Allery. Allery. I think yeah. that's Hightower. who was saying that. You know, unless it was just like, oh, you know, trying to calm everybody down. I guess it could have been coincidence. Yeah, it's hard to know. But I mean, it's like it, you, <laughs> if you could have possibly planned it, you couldn't have planned it more perfectly to set them up, to set up Tyrion and Sansa. Oh, yeah. So and then with the... Incredibly guilty. I mean, I guess Marjorie would have known, or would she? I wonder if she would have known about the dwarves. Well, there's the, a big debate in fandom about that. Yeah. Like, she would have to know she can't She can't drink the one, like, whatever Joffrey drink, drinks. And that is one of the things that has been discussed because it's very common for spouses to share a cup. Oh, okay. So she, so, so she, well, she knew all this, then they would have known that if they knew what Joffrey was planning, the type of entertainment and that everything was going, you know, more, and they had already the breakfast that every single time Joffrey's been around Tyria and they've gone at it, you know, kind of thing. So they could potentially foresee that there would be another, some kind of, I guess yeah. maybe you could hope, right. but I mean, like, how could you ever, like, you couldn't possibly stage the behavior of a 13-year-old like this and a drunken fool like Tyrion. You know yeah. I mean? like, yeah, I know. Too much left to chance. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think Marjorie knows. In the show, they play it as if she doesn't, but I, I definitely think she knew what was happening. I tend to think she yeah. would have to know, just because if you're this worried about her, you wouldn't want to risk her accidentally drinking the poison. Right. Um, yeah. And 
Uh, well, I they definitely would have known. I mean, they would have known because Cersei's really talks about it in front of everybody. And if they had people working for them and people, you know, all kinds of spies and stuff, they knew that Cersei hated Tyrion. So they knew that it would take very little for Cersei to believe that, you know, they, they I'm assuming they would have known that she thought Tyrion was out to get her or her mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. So from there, it's like yeah. very little effort. That, that well, it's Cersei very convenient because obviously Sansa has every reason to hate them. So, yeah, yeah, yes, but too. the poison yeah, in Sansa's true. hair set her up. The husband, and then, yeah, yeah and then Tyrion, who has publicly feuded with both Cersei and Joffrey on several occasions, yeah, yeah set, so set him knows. up too. Yeah. And that um, Cersei would be the perfect, like, oh, yeah, it was him. You know, she'd go right along. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of just hoped it would be written off as choking. I'm sure that was the first hope. Yeah, that it had, had to be. Just some accident, some fluke, of, and then they would be okay with Sansa not, you know, nothing happening to her. And how sad is it though that they were willing to throw her under the oh, god? It's, like, it's sad. Horrible. It's sad since they're like the only friends she's. Had. And they were like, "Oh, you can marry Willis, but now we're well, going to no, like throw no, you under no. the bus." I mean, they were they were friendly enough to, to Sansa when they thought that she yeah. could marry what Willis. Yeah. But after, you know, the whole Sansa Tyrion wedding happened, they kind of froze her out. They could care less. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I love the well, Tyrells. I play Marjorie in, in a dream with role playing game, <laughs> so don't get me wrong here. But they they are definitely calculating in how they use Sansa. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and I mean, like they have deliberately put the poison in her hair. I mean, she's set up to take the final fall, really. Yeah. Um, and they were definitely part of that. I mean, there's no question with the way that Elena pulled the poison out of her hair. <laughs> And you know what's crazy too? I mean, have they talked about that? I mean, what if something had happened with? I mean, just by, oh God, I don't know. Like, is it the idea that once it hits liquid, then it's like activated? Like, that's kind of crazy that she could have. I don't know anything could happen. You know, somebody could have got water on her head, and it could have got the poison could have got on her, and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it just, and it's it... just crazy they were willing to risk like that child's life and you know have her executed. <laughs> yeah. And that little finger was fine with that too, I guess. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, he definitely takes some risks with Sansa, so he does with Catelyn too, despite claiming to love her. Like he basically lets her die. I fucking got. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyway, yeah, as we kind of have covered though, after after Joffrey dies and Cersei is like basically catatonic, the the King's Guard are having to like pry her hands off of him. Um, and Joffrey has, with his like dying point, pointed at Tyrion. Um, his dying point. <laughs> Tyrion gets out the line. Tyrion, Tyrion's smart enough to go. Oh, this must have been poison. So he's like, "Let's get rid of it." No, which I, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. You know? um, anyway, he should have left. Oh, he should have run. It's funny because he notices that Sansa isn't there. Yeah, and she has slipped out um, in in the kerfluffle. But um, yeah, <laughs> Cersei has Tyrion arrested um, in the ultimate. You know, I don't know. Sibling rivalry uh, climax. Actually, it gets even worse from here. I guess this isn't the ultimate. Does anybody else have any parting thoughts on this chapter? This dense chapter? I'm just, you know, it's the one where Joffrey dies. It's nice. It's a good chapter. It's a solid chapter all the way around. <laughs> um, do y'all think Tywin knew? No. That's a theory I've always seen, and I don't like it. No, no, thank you. no. that doesn't square. Oh, it's so funny. We talked no. about this a couple times. 
years ago about whether Tywin might have known because he and he and Joffrey are, are butting heads big yeah. time in the past few chapters. I mean, I don't know. It's kind of like was Oberyn poisoning Tywin. I mean, it's like one of those things that's like it's oh, a, yeah. it's an interesting theory, but there's just without George, you know, coming out and saying yeah. yes, it happened. Like, there's no way to know. It would be funny. I mean, you know, not funny, haha. It's funny how <laughs> we get from the death of a 13-year-old boy. <laughs> it's kind of terrible, well, really. I, he I, is I the think, worst 13-year-old boy in our defense. He is, but I think that Tywin still thought that he could control him well enough to the yeah. point where it wouldn't really matter that he was literally the worst 13-year-old boy in existence. Yeah. 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 So here we are, another king dead. Um, and any other thoughts? Sorry, didn't ask. And any other thoughts on uh, Sansa? Either. Other than she's going from the fireplace into the fire. Yeah, it's. <laughs> yeah. It, I think yeah. we find out more in her next chapter. I should have actually read ahead, but I can't remember if she deliberately slipped out or if she literally just ran away. Because she was scared. I don't even know. Uh, I want to. Yeah, because she had already hidden her clothes and stuff. So I think she like deliberately, like she. I think she was told. Yeah, to wasn't, go. wasn't yeah. saying to her like, okay, you when gotta. He dies, there's gonna be a distraction please. and then bolt or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so it. she was waiting for. Like she knew something was gonna happen, but not that. Yeah, she didn't know what. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't feel real good about that memory, but it's the one that I have. <laughs> yeah, because she's like, she's, Sardantos had said the hairnet was magic. It would take her home. Good grief. I was flipping at three pages, but yeah. It was magic. Man, Dantos, you're giving away a lot of information. And yeah, what, and what ends up with the hair? Does the hairnet end up going with her? Oh, she still got it. Oh, she still, yeah, yeah, she still, still, she okay. still has it. Oh, yeah, no, that's Chekhov's hairnet. So is everything poisonous in it? Like, could she just be killing bitches left and right? Like, cool, like <laughs> what if they're like every single little? Like, she, she thinks there's more than one on there that is. I think. I can't remember. Uh, well, there'd have to be more than one because otherwise, poor Elena would have to like be fishing around for oh, a specific that, bead. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that hairnet is going to come up again under different circumstances. That'd be kind of funny. Man, Assuming that George would make ever her finishes look the books. Super guilty. Like if Harry the heir also dies choking oh, at a feast, like oh god, that, Keep that gives away from the, your children. I mean, that's a lot of neon signs pointed oh, right god. at her. Sansa's going to be the Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Her calling card, her serial killer calling card. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <laughs> be kind of awesome. Oh, god. <laughs> okay. Um. Did we have any mail this week, Clotho? No, we didn't. I checked. <laughs> we didn't have any mail. So that's uh. Hey, if anybody wants to write, <laughs> fill our mailbox. We'll play the lot role. Like, we love mail. Please send us some yes. mail. <laughs> we do love mail. Why am I being sarcastic? I don't even so know. Good. We do love mail. Is it okay really if fun. I throw out a quick shout out to the Dream With role playing game I'm in? Yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, I play Marjorie Tyrell in a role- Dream With role playing game called Hadriel. It's H A D R I E L 
www.dreamwith.org. We have John, we have Danny, we have Sansa, and of course we have Marjorie. We would love to have Jamie and Brienne join us. <laughs> Apps just closed. Well, this is they the place to find it at the beginning of next month. Oh, that's cool. And there's usually a test drive meme that starts two weeks before apps open so please come join us you'll have a blast oh that sounds cool fun i mean if you can't find a jamie grant here i don't know where you could (laughs) good luck (laughs) that'd be cool (laughs) okay so oh great i did not write down i'm god i'm the worst moderator i don't even know why i ever volunteered to do this i think our email address if you want to send us mail i think our email address is Close the door and at gmail.com. Yes. I know that our Tumblr is close the door and come here.tumblr.com and you can send us messages there anonymously. Um, I'm not suggesting you do it anonymously. I'm just saying you can if you really want to. Um, <laughs> we are on Twitter at, um, at door podcast. And we definitely have Facebook, but I don't remember what it is. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I mentioned. I don't know if I mentioned Facebook when I do it, so I think you're good. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm totes profession this, guys. <laughs> anyway, um, I guess I'll I'll do lots sign up sign off. Uh, I guess I'm closing the door. Get out. 